Can a book be overly simplistic? Welcome, my mere mortalites, to another round of the Mere Mortals book reviews. My name is Kyron. I am host, co-host of the Mere Mortals podcast, but I also do this one where we dive deeper into individual books and pull out the individual themes, juicy information, stuff that we could perhaps apply to our everyday lives and just give a general review of the book in total. Today, I have for you Yukio Mishima's The Sound of Waves. This book was published in 1954 and it's about 100 pages, 180 pages in length which will take you probably about three hours to read because it is not super dense in terms of words per page. It's a simple tale, a love story in fact, of a young boy named Shinji and a young girl named Hatsui who pursue their courtship through hardship and gossip. So it takes place on the island of Utajima, which is an island of of mainland Japan. And it's a very smallly inhabited island, I think a couple of thousand people at max, uh, which makes it an interesting scenario for trying to pursue a courtship because there is just so much gossip everywhere around. Everyone knows everyone. So Shinji was raised on the island and Hatsui had family members there, but was actually raised off on the mainland, I believe. And she comes on and through a series of kind of fortuitous slash planned circumstances, their, their love starts to blossom. Once it comes out, there is a somewhat separation between the two. She is sequestered in her home by her uncle and so they can't see each other. And I suppose Shinji has to prove his worth to be worthy of her love is the, the general story. And I won't give more details than that um, to otherwise I'll, I'll ruin the atmosphere of, of what's happening in the book. There's quite a lot of other um, characters who appear. So his brother, his mother, and his mentor all play a part as well, I suppose, what you'd call a rival for her love. So it's a it's a fairly simple tale. There's not too many characters, but the book is also short. So it kind of feels like there's a, a fair chunk of amount going on. I'm going to talk a tad about the author and just, I suppose, this book in, in before we get on to the main themes. And it is definitely idealistic and evocative. And I suppose that's the style that you can get from Mishima. I've previously reviewed another book of his called The Sailor Who Fell From Grace With The Sea, uh, which was definitely, you can see these recurring themes of the sea, the ocean, the sound of waves, um, young boys, that was focused on a young boy as well. Uh, and if you want more details on this, you can actually check out a conversation I had on the Mere Mortals podcast with Alexander Watanabe, who uh, has read a bunch of these books as well before. And so we, we really examined some of the style of Mishima and, and Japanese works there. So the first theme, and there's two that I've taken from this, and one roughly applies to Shinji and one roughly applies to Hatsui or is personified by them, which is perseverance, the first for Shinji, and which is a continued steady belief in, in spite of opposition is the rough definition of that word. So Shinji and others, they have this surety about them, which uh, I, I thought really stuck out for me. And this is I suppose something that you can get from a repeated day in and day out difficult activity. And you can kind of see this on page 13, which I'll read from you now, which is he's, he's kind of met um, Hatsui and then is now trying to kind of process his feelings for her, which he saw. It was like, oh, wow, this girl, she's kind of unsettling. And so it says the strange unrest was still with him this morning, but the vast ocean stretched away from the prow where he was standing and gradually the sight of it filled his body with the energy of familiar day-to-day toil. And without realizing it, he, 
he felt at peace again. The boat was shaking mincingly with the vibrations of the engine and the biting morning wind slapped at the boy's cheeks. So you can kind of see there how he had this, this anxiety, I suppose you'd call it. And then when he got back to his normal activity, which was being a fisherman on a boat, very hard activity, lots of manual labor involved and lots of time spent on your own somewhat, even though he is with another shipmate and and the captain there, it is a very kind of solitary um, pursuit in in many ways. And uh, you could say something similar occurs for some of the other characters, uh, for the women as well, but maybe to a lesser extent where they go pearl diving, which is once again, a very dangerous, hard activity where you hold your breath and dive deeper into the, the ocean bed and the floor and, and collect pearls. So I'd, I'd say something similar is created there, which is this idea that if you do something hard day in, day out, you can, you can gain a surety from this, a, a, a purpose almost. Um, Now, if you compare this to some of the other characters in the book, such as Yatsuo, who is the rival of Shinji for Hatsui's love, or Hiroshi, which is his younger brother, who is of a primary school age. So let's just say 10 to 12, something like that, maybe. And you can see there's the difference between the two of them. So Yatsuo is kind of privileged, even though he's still relatively poor. He is less poor than everyone else on the island. And so he has never had to work this day in day out gruel he's kind of got this position of power or leadership in terms of the the young men's association on the island and so he he's he's got this bravado and and you'd probably say it's a false bravado he, he kind of lacks integrity also when you see with hiroshi his brother it's it's almost like he hasn't had the time to develop a this surety because he's just a young kid you know he's playing with his friends uh, he's had to do some hard things and endure some stuff, but he's, you can see he's kind of flighty. He will have, he'll fight with his friends and then the next moment they'll make up and uh, he's kind of distracted doing all of these things. He seems like a good kid, but he doesn't have the the presence, I guess, that you'd say that someone like Shinji does. Now, just because you uh, can persevere and, and, um, have this steady belief and and you can push through things doesn't actually mean that good outcomes are going to come so as the book is progressing on you're kind of still in doubt as to whether you know even though it seems like Shinji and and Hatsui should be together you know their love is kind of pure they they obviously um, have, have connected in this deep way there's still no guarantees that because he has this perseverance aspect this quality to his character there's no guarantee that he's going to get the girl in the end. And um, you can kind of see this as well in the, in the context, in the, sorry, contest between Hatsui versus Shinji's mother, who was only ever called mother, uh, where there's a, a pearl diving contest and you, and they go down and, you know, one, both of them kind of had this perseverance as well in a, in a way. And it's just like, well, I don't know who's going to win the, the older, more experienced lady who maybe doesn't have the youthful energy or the girl with the youthful energy but doesn't know the tips and tricks that you can gain from from being older and doing things an extra 20 years so Shinji's heroic swim as well he has to go and um, tie this rope to this boy because their ship is trapped in a hurricane or a typhoon or something like that and it's still kind of uncertain like is he going to make it will he, you know will he do it so there's still this tension which uh, i think is nice because uh, a book without that tension is, is kind of boring so even though you can have this perseverance 
this aspect of surety you know it's it's all it's almost like you don't know things are going to be right but you have a, a belief um in spite of this opposition which is um going back to the definition of uh, of perseverance now the thing i guess the question is what what does shinji believe in why just because you have a belief in something does that automatically confer an, an ability to act in the world in a way that's beneficial so you could be you know super believing in some sort of god that requires you to self-flagellate and you know lose a lot of blood but that that's probably not going to help you too much in the world so this could maybe be a reference to the title the sound of waves where he's he's got this kind of belief in the in the ocean you know it's always there for him the 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 surety that there will always be fish that there's always a um the the wind will always be the wind sort of thing the waves will always be the waves that would maybe be it you could maybe also say just hard work the um you know pursuing um, this this difficult task of pulling fish from the ocean or getting these i think they were lobster pots or, or octopus pots or something like that you know pulling that up from the ocean floor that kind of hard work but there's no guarantees with humans there's there seems to always be a uh, a, an element of this tension which is okay even though you can have this perseverance aspect to your quality this characteristic to your mm, to your pers- personage i guess i don't know to your person that doesn't mean good outcomes outcomes are going to come from it it just means you can maybe uh, work at things a little bit harder than than someone like yatsuo who gives up relatively easy because he hasn't had that uh, that formation that that strength of well uh, that steady belief that okay i can do this i've I've done this a million times before i can push through this hard difficulty now this will get i suppose link up into the the next one which is the more a characteristic i would say of hatsui which is prudence so there's the ability to govern and discipline oneself by use of reason so with her, there seemed to be this level of forethought and cunning in a way. So there's many times in the book where you can say, mm, okay, she she made a very good decision there. And uh, some of these include to her decision not to omeko, which is, uh, I, I believe, a, a Japanese word for to have sex or to have intercourse. Uh, and so there was this time where they were kind of sheltered up in this in these ruins during this big storm and Shinji you know being a young male just yeah he wants to have sex of course but she she purposefully doesn't do it and that and that makes a big difference to her you know a very smart wise decision um she has this wariness of Yatsuo and you can kind of see this in the in the scene right towards the end um in the middle of the book where it's it's somewhat of a dangerous scene for her for sure and i'll talk more about that in a second and her system of letters as well she's very crafty so when she is um, confined to her room and uh, is forbidden from seeing shinji she comes up with this idea of how to create this system of letters so they can still communicate somewhat so she definitely has this um, this prudence ability this ability to govern and discipline oneself by use of reason so she's very uh on on point with thinking okay like what do i have to do here and how can i continue what i want to happen to to go on now you might ask okay but why does she have it and why does she need it and this is where it's something like beauty her beauty is constantly referred to in the book she's kind of in the in the prime of her of her youth she's um 
it's it's like a terrible power that she has. It's kind of capturing of people. Uh, and this is a power that can be squandered for sure. And um, it can be kind of thrown away to whoever because everyone kind of wants it, I suppose. And even this power can not only have an effect on the men, but also on the women. And you can see this in this scene where they're all comparing breasts when they're going to do this pearl diving. So they obviously do it without a top on. Um, um, I say obviously because in the book they're, they're talking <laughs> about how they do it without it. And they're kind of comparing breasts and the, you know, the old grandma's making jokes about her saggy ones. Um, uh, Shinji's mother is still somewhat proud of her breasts, even though they're, they're starting to age, but there was no doubt in anyone's minds that Hatsui's breasts were the, you know, the, the most firm. And I, I, I won't be able to find the scene just out of, out of the blue, but there's a, a whole load of description that goes into her breasts and, and how, how wonderful they are. So I think this kind of relates to dating dynamics as well, which is, you know, she's the one being chased. She is the one who is is beautiful, who has this somewhat power. And it's the suitors need to prove their worth to her. And this is why you might need perseverance as a man and maybe not as much prudence because she is the one who ultimately kind of makes the decision of, of who she wants to be with. And this is kind of where you, you get some weirdness going on. Like her uncle Teru is kind of slow on this uptake. Um, and he, it's only right towards the end of the book where he recognizes, oh, okay, Shinji is actually a much better man than Yatsuo. And um, this is, or Yasuo, I might've been adding a T in there where there was none. And so this is, this is where she is the one who needs to be more prudent from an earlier age. So I just thought those two themes were, were somewhat interesting of how these two different characters, even though you could just say they're both, both, young, uh, both young men and, and women on a, or young boy and young girl on an island, their characteristics and what they need to succeed in their life to, to have a better life are, are quite different. She, hers is maybe more of an intellectual type one, even though there are aspects of mm, perseverance to her character, definitely more the prudent side. And then also for Shinji, yeah, he needs to have more of the perseverance, this, this kind of surety, hard work thing. And then a little bit of this more rational thinking as well. So very cool to, to kind of see the dynamic between those two played out. I'm going to go on to my personal observations and takeaways. And as I was referring to at the start, can a book be overly simplistic? It is a very simple book in many ways. There is a not, uh, it's, it's kind of sparse on the dialogue, but it's very rich inner and outer world. So there's a lot of description of the ocean, of this temple that's on the island of, I've, I kind of guess the, the inner world of what they're feeling. And so I'm going to jump here onto page 79. And this is where there was a, another girl who was kind of almost Hatsui's rival um, who was vying for Shinji's love. And uh, she was kind of realizing she was losing this battle and she wasn't going to, to, to be able to be with him. And there's just a, a scene where it says, uh, her thirst for knowledge wedded by a life of moving from lighthouse to lighthouse, from remote island to remote island, the mother always pictured her daughter's life as an ideal dream. Never once did her eyes perceive her daughter's little inner unhappiness. There was just something about that last sentence, her daughter's little inner unhappiness that just really spoke to me. I thought, man, that's a 
amazing way of describing what what she would be feeling there and it it kind of recalled to me this this style of being very simplistic in many ways but can it be overly simplistic for sure but for this book I, I wouldn't have said this was a the case and you can kind of see something similar in Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea and maybe it's something to do with this aspect of the sea of the sailor's life which which draws in this kind of writing perhaps because um, maybe perhaps because there's not that much out there so you need to have these rich inner de- details uh, and and be kind of sparse on the dialogue and really dive deep into the once you get past the the boringness what what is kind of beneath the boring uh, out in the ocean or something like that um, but yeah I I, I I would say probably you can have a book that's overly simplistic, but I, I wouldn't have found it in this one. I thought it was a, a nice level of of detail um, while still being pretty simple. You know, it's a love story. It's not it's not super super complicated. There was also one scene midway through, and I referenced this just before, where uh, Hatsui was getting some water uh, from a stream and. Um, <clears throat> she had to do this for whatever reason at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning due to restrictions on water supply and things like that on the island. And so Yasuo kind of meets her there and he's formed in his own mind that she is she belongs to him in a way. And, man, as I was reading the scene, I was starting to get worried because I was enjoying the book up to that point. But having read about the scene with... Um, uh, I can't remember the young boy's name in The Sailor Who Fell From Grace With The Sea, but him and his friends are kind of sadistic. And there's one scene which is really fucked up where he um, crushes a kitten or a puppy in his hand. I believe it was a kitten. And then there's another one right at the end, which is kind of implying they're going to disembowel this dude. And I was just going like, oh, God, there's going to be this awful rape scene coming on here. This is not going to be super fun reading. Uh, thankfully, it, it didn't turn out that way. And this is where you could look at uh, Hatsui's prudence and go, yes, <laughs> prudence wins the day. Thankfully, she uh, avoided a, a really bad scenario. But it, it wouldn't have taken much to, for it to turn to, a, to become a bad turn. So, yeah, I... I Having read one of his previous books, it was nice to see he <laughs> didn't go back to the same uh, kind of crass, gross, um, just just something that is is very hard to read. It's it's not fun reading about rapes and you know, crushing kittens and people being disemboweled and things like that. So I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> so in summary, it's a beautiful and relaxing read of of young love. It's a very simplistic and maybe overly so in, in some ways, but I I just really enjoyed it. Uh, Mishima is a very distinct style and I would say it's worth trying out his books just to see if you like it. So the the book itself, it, it hasn't hit home per se for me. Um, I, it's, it's not one of the... I do actually like ones where there is a bit more, mm, I suppose, meat to the bones where I can dive even deeper into it, but... Like I just said, it's a it's a very enjoyable read. So overall, I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. The Sound of Ways by Yukio Mishima. Give it a check out. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And that is it for today, my mere mortalites. Thank you for joining me to this part of the audio. What are your thoughts on Yukio Mishima on The Sound of Waves? His style is it too simplistic? 
I'd love to know all of these things. The best way you can do that is via sending in a Boostergram. So Boostergram is a uh, monetary payment of Satoshi. So that is Bitcoin attached to a message. And you can do that via any decent podcasting app. So newpodcastapps.com. Choose one of the ones from the list there. Try them out. And uh, I, this is a value for value podcast. I provide all this value up front. And so um, I really hope you got something from the show. And if you didn't, why are you listening? <laughs> and I just request that you send that back. And so you can send it in a monetary form. I always enjoy getting uh, book recommendations or highlights and your thoughts. And as I mentioned, I, I call those out on the book, uh, book recap at the end of the month and, uh, and thank you individually. But you could also share the, the show. You could also um, ha- have technical details, insights into Mishima that perhaps I don't have, all of these different things you could do. So I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are, especially if you are in um, Utajima or on the, on, the, on the sea, on the ocean, listening to the sound of waves. And we're going to leave it there. Kyron, out.